You gotta yell, you gotta run, you gotta tell all of your friends This is the ultimate summer camp You gotta jump, you gotta yell, you gotta run, you gotta tell all of your friends This is the ultimate summer camp first test podcast it's a test yes it but, is a test but you won't be quizzed school's not in session yet oh no lame. this is actually summer camp Woo! Woo! camp jumping yo we're gonna get sued unlimited enthusiasm we're, we're saying that because there's a tour going around called unlimited enthusiasm which is the song you just heard and that song is by jason anderson woohoo but um, it's Harry and the Potters, Math, the band, and Uncle Monsterface. And you're going to be hearing some Uncle Monsterface later in the show. Yeah. 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 So, um, anyways, let me see if I can... We're, we're doing... Oh, no. Technical difficulties. We're, we're doing a test podcast just to see how we sound and how all this sounds. I can't bring up talking. Okay. Um, here, introduce, talk about Tiffany, and then I'll do my cousin. Well, all we need to know is... The Dark Knight, so. So, anyways, um, this test podcast is just me and Hope right now, me being Billy and Hope, but um, usually we are going to have um, two other people, maybe three. Um, Tyler, who is my roommate, um, she's amazing and funny, and she'll make you laugh and crack up and crap your pants, and maybe you might be offended, but it's awesome. And, um, Tiffany, who is our knowledgeable one, who is going to be putting this whole podcast together. She's going to be our moderator. And um, maybe Megan, but she lives like two hours away. And from Carrollton, that would be about four hours away. So um, they're going to be here sometimes, but um, Megan, probably not a lot. But anyways, so they should be joining us next episode, which we're going to be doing over Dragon Con. But this episode, we're just going to be doing over lots of random stuff. Including um, The Dark Knight, the Harry Potter Half-Blood Prince teaser trailer, and uh, teaser teaser trailer. And um, we're going to be talking about the dangers of text messaging, um, Doctor Who, and um, some other stuff. So um, stay tuned while Hope is going and um, getting stuff. And I'm making witty banter with myself on this podcast and wasting time. But anyways, we're going to be talking about um, The Dark Knight first, which just came out. And it was amazing. 
Hope can't find her thumb drive. But that's why we take breaks, so we can look at what we're supposed to cover. Exactly, and all we need to know right now is that we're talking about the Dark Knight. Yes, the Dark Knight! Yeah! Hope you say some things, because I've been talking for, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> Alright, let's start. Alright, so... Oh, the Dark Knight. Where should I begin? Oh, man. It was just, it was so good. Like, I can't get over how good that flippin' movie was. No. Oh, man. I just, I really do think that Heath Ledger should have an Oscar nod for that. I think so, too. But, I mean, I don't know. Everything about it was just so good. And it was so true to the comic books. It's not like the old Batman movies and... Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, Tim Burton, we love you. So but much. We will. Oh, Tim Burton. Not, not with Batman. You tried. And, and you tried. You get an E for effort. E for effort, yes. But it really, really is very true to like the original Joker. Because the first time you ever see Joker in the comic books, he's sitting on his evil throne and his fingers are steepled together and he has that like creepy smile, but his mm -hmm. eyes are so full of hate. Right. And they actually got a lot of like evil mother fan mail because it said that picture scared their children and stuff so the joker was only supposed to be around for like a few issues like it wasn't supposed to be like the batman's yeah, greatest him. thing so let's start with heath ledger heath ledger why did you have to tie <laughs> oh he he did a more than amazing job oh yeah it was it was ridiculous i've never seen such a big transformation i really didn't even like, I didn't even recognize him. He went from the pretty boy in 10 Things I Hate About You in A Knight's Tale to the Joker. Oh, oh man. Like, and I got my hopes up because I thought he'd still <laughs> be alive. Hope had me thinking that he was going to show up at the premiere alive uh, and totally well, having faked his own death. And. Well, he. Okay. He's the <laughs> flipping Joker. And I thought that would be the greatest publicity stunt ever. And he, like, died at the... I, okay, I'm sorry, I'm a huge Heath Ledger fan, but what I'm about to say might offend people. He died at the opportune moment. And it would have just been awesome that, like, in the premiere of The Dark Knight, he pops suddenly out of a limo and everyone's like, oh, Heath Ledger's alive! And he was like, yeah, I'm the freaking Joker, bitch, and stuff. <laughs> and, oh, man, he was just hiding in, like, a tiny island in, like, the Bahamas or something that he owns himself. Because yeah. he's rich. And we're not. Oh. <laughs> oh. Billy's more rich than I am because she has a job. <laughs> I have a job. It's at Atlanta Bread Company, so I'm not that rich. And you're not working there in another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I called in sick to work tomorrow so I could do this podcast. So um, We're slackers. We're Chil slackers. Children, don't follow, follow our example hey, at all. Hey, I do this for you, audience. For yes. you. We love you. Okay. So then what are your thoughts on Heath Ledger? Heath Ledger, it was... It was totally undescribable, apparently. <laughs> Undes yeah, it's just, I couldn't even believe it. Like, I expected to at least see, like, traces of him where I could recognize him at points. I didn't even recognize him. Like, if if I hadn't known that Heath Ledger was playing him, I probably wouldn't have been able to figure it out. Oh, yeah, totally for sure, dude. Oh, oh man. It was ridiculous. Another thing, thing I was surprised, like, I knew Harvey Dent was going to be in it, and I know that Harvey Dent was I didn't know he was going to have such a big role. See, yeah, I thought they were going to be, like, setting it up for, like, a third movie, mm -hmm. and, like, just introduce Harvey Dent and bring in Toothface in this third movie or something, but I didn't know they were going to actually have Flippin' Toothface 
there there. I thought they were going to have the accident, but I didn't know that he was going to, like, change over to Two-Face in the movie. And die, apparently. Nah, well, it's no, a, he didn't die. Well, didn't he? I thought he did, because he fell from, like, 12 million billion stories. No, I took him to the hospital. Oh, okay, so maybe he didn't die. <laughs> they took him back in, they are like, he's still our hope, and Batman was like, I'll take the fall, oh, because yeah. I'm awesome. And I'm the, I am the knight! <laughs> I'm the knight! God, Christian oh. Bale. I, I loved Christian Bale in the first movie, and Hope hasn't seen the first movie, No, so I, I haven't really seen Batman Begins. But, I mean, something about the second movie, I think his performance just kind of flatlined. He stood around a lot. There's a lot of standing around, and maybe it was because it was written into the script that way, but there was a lot of just indecision and just... It was very static, and it was very uncomfortable for me to watch him. But it was very hard for them for him to, like, back up the Joker's performance. That was yeah. just fantastic. But, I mean, like, I think if there were any like kids watching it that were hardcore Batman fans and didn't like the Joker like any normal person that like any normal person that doesn't root for the bad guy that goes and sees the movies oh, people unlike us <laughs> people unlike us I think I don't know if they would have been as happy with the way the movie was I don't know unreal I just I just can't stand Christian Bale's voice at all as Batman as Batman because he was like First he was like, oh, I'm Christian Bale, blah, blah, blah. And then he turns into Batman and he's like, I have a lisp. Uh, the night. Oh, I breathe too much. Yeah, I really just wanted to I give him I think there is inhaler. something in the first movie where they do have some kind of, like, voice thing that he does or something. And There's some kind of technology that Lucius Fox gives him so his voice sounds different. I don't know. I think there is. Oh, Morgan Freeman and everything. I was sad that he lost Lucius Fox. That broke my heart. He lost what? Lucius Fox. What did he lose? That Lucius Fox quit. At the end, that Morgan Freeman quit. I don't remember that. He said he was going to quit if, if Bruce Wayne kept that technology and he destroyed it. Didn't he? He he put his name in and then that destroyed it. But then he walked out, didn't he? I thought he Cause left. Because it, it was exploding. <laughs> I would walk out too. Well, I don't know if he... Well, the job was done. Well, he said he was gonna quit after that job. If if he if Batman kept that technology, right? We need to go see it again. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like it's open ended right there. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm sorry. But um, I was watching an interview where Christopher Nolan said that he wasn't gonna make a third one, or that he was seriously considering just not doing a third one. I think the death of Heath Ledger just really shook him up, and I don't think he knows what to do now. And you can't really top that. I'm sorry. I mean, you that can't really make a third movie with no Joker. Now that you've set the precedent with the Joker being there and having like, such a Like, if Joker big died in the end, then yeah. But he didn't. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. No one could take over that role. You can't. It's let's, impossible. Oh man, let's talk about Gary Oldman, though. Gary Oldman was fantastic. He was good. He was really good in the first one, too. He had such a huge role in the first one. Hope you need to see it. I know. I've, I've seen bits and clips of it, but I've never seen the whole thing through. Yeah. He saves the day in the first one. Like, I, I know the Scarecrow's in it. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Silly Murphy. Oh, oh, he's so hot. He's so hot and so creepy at the same time. Who? <laughs> huh? Who? Silly and Murphy, the scarecrow. Okay, just making sure I heard you right. I thought you said silly Murphy. He's so silly hot. Silly Murphy. He's so hot. He's so hot. I know. Everyone knows silly Murphy. <laughs> uh. Oh, but 
I really liked the movie because it seemed it wasn't just a comic book action movie. It really had good points that it made throughout the movie about like, like, um, what's that one line you really like about like being a hero or die a villain or something? Yeah, I I I can't even like quote that one line. You need to bring it up on your computer because I can't memorize anything on my computer, or else this whole podcast would go to waste. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking up currently Torchwood uh, stuff. But anyways, the the one line about either you um you die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain or something like that. I think that's it actually. Good job. I think I got it right. Oh damn, that was amazing. Anyways, so um. <laughs> But also, like, the current themes on, like, vigilante justice and um, how much it played on whether or not Batman should have turned himself in and the play between the classic good guy, Aaron Eckhart, and um, Batman, you know. Or Harvey Dent, I should use his character name. But um, anyways, you know, the play between actual justice, which is corrupted, and then vigilante justice, which can sometimes be good, but then breaks rules to get things done. I have no idea what you're talking about because I was reading Wikipedia. Hope is wicking, wikiing, and she's distracting from the podcast. I'm sorry. I was getting ready for one of our coming up sections. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry, Billy. I love you. So, so what do you have to say about some stuff? Oh man, now that you haven't been paying attention. Quiz, yeah. quiz, quiz. Um, <laughs> am I being quizzed on what you were saying? No, no. I okay, want to know what you think. Oh, I well, I already said what I thought. Like I, I thought Heath Ledger was awesome. Gary Oldman was pretty freaking awesome, and Christian Bale was mediocre. He was great as Bruce Wayne and as the Dark Knight, as the Batman. Um, he just stood around a lot. Oh, oh, did anyone else get the joke about his suit and how he wants to be, uh, how he wants to be able to turn his head? I got it. Okay, I'm glad, because I know <laughs> when I saw it with Tyler, we were the only two people laughing in the theater. <laughs> because, okay, if you don't get that joke, go watch the old Batman movies. He doesn't turn his head. No, he has to turn his whole flipping chest just to look left or right. It's so, hilarious. So, yeah, that's what that joke was about. <laughs> so, um... Anything else? Oh, wow, your pound puppy. Your favorite pound puppy. Oh, my favorite pound puppy, Megan, Maggie Gyllenhaal. She is my favorite pound puppy of all. She is a marked improvement above Katie Holmes, which Why? was pretty bad. Why is she a pound puppy? Because she's all wrinkly and saggy, and she looks like a pound puppy, and they didn't do a good makeup job, and none of the wardrobe choices were good at all on her, and they all looked terrible. And she's a pound puppy. That was my favorite movie when I was a kid. What? Pound Puppies. There's a movie? Yeah, like, remember when Kroger's used to have, like, a video section where you could rent movies? And oh, Kroger's? yeah. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, we're laughing because, like I said, this is our second attempt at trying this, and we're trying to recreate our conversations from last night. We're this was an exact conversation from last night. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that from last night. <laughs> Anyway, the moral of the story is I used to go rent pound puppies all the time when I was a kid, whenever my, me and my mom went to Kroger's. And Kroger's where I rented Willow and first saw it, and Hope hasn't seen Willow, have you, Hope? No, because we talked about it last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, closing thoughts on The Dark Knight? It was amazing. Think there'll be a third one? 
I I wish there could be, but I really hope there isn't, because I think that anything after this is just going to fail, because there's not going to be any Heath Ledger. I wish that Heath Ledger could come back and do a third one, but I think that if they try to make a third one, it's just not going to work. My closing thoughts on it is I thought it was a fantastic movie. It was, oh, excuse me, sorry. I thought it was perfectly worth the wait. Um, it had the proper media hype and everything, um, it, not, not counting Heath Ledger's death. But I really do think Keith Ledger should have an Oscar nod. But I read this great article about um, <laughs> how how only about five people in history has gotten five Oscar nominations like, after they died, or maybe it was like four people. And, oh, no, it was four people, because two of them were Jane Steen, like two of the nominations was Jane oh, yeah. Steen. And only one of them was wanted, and the article ended perfectly with the guy saying... The Oscars is an award show about hugs and love, and no one wants to hug a dead body. <laughs> Which is true. I don't. Aww. Though I might hug Keith Ledger's dead I body. I think I would, too. <laughs> I think I was about to say that. <laughs> oh, we're terrible people. Hey, I think we, we should are. go into the next set. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Um, This next song is by Draco and the Malfoys. It's called 99 Death Eaters. It's, it's amazing. If you haven't heard about Draco and the Malfoys, you're way behind. You and I in a little magic shop Buy some chocolate frogs with the money we've got Set them free, but they don't last long They're good for one jump, then they're done At the base of my spine, I get a tingling sense Something evil is about to commence under cover of a darkened sky, 99 Death Eaters go by. <laughs> Under cover of a darkened sky The ministry's on red alert There's something here from somewhere else The horrors all spring to life Moody opens up his eye And focusing it on the sky As 99 Death Eaters go by 99 Decision Street 99 Ministers meet you worry, worry, super scurry Call the mentors in a hurry This is what we've waited for This is the boys, this is war Cornelius Fudge is on the line It's 99 death eaters go by 99 nights of the year Ride their magic firebolts Everyone's a superhero Everyone's a Ludo Bagman with orders to identify, clarify and classify, scramble in the darkened sky as 99 Death Eaters go by. 99 Death Eaters go by. Dark marks floating in the air It's all over and I'm standing pretty 
In what used to be this city If I could find something tragic Just to prove there once was magic And here is a chocolate frog I think of you and let it go Hey guys! Hey! Um, so it's 4.30 in the morning, and when we were going back checking all of our different pots, parts of our podcast, we realized that somehow the part where we covered the teaser trailer didn't get covered. So what you're hearing right now, and what would be our normal thing, is us saying that we lost it, so we're doing another quick little thing. So this isn't in as much detail as it was, which might have been a good thing, because we were rambling a lot. Yeah, we did do a lot of rambling. So, this is just a quick little thing. I'm sorry if we sound a little tired. When you hear the next part after the next song, (laughs) we're going to sound energetic again. Yeah. But we're going to at least try for you guys, so. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, we had the teaser teaser first. That was coined by MuggleNet. Um, and it was just a black screen with Dumbledore talking for 15 seconds. Saying, Harry, once again, I must ask too much of you. And it came out with The Dark Knight. It was only an IMAX, which stunk for anyone who didn't have an IMAX nearby. Yeah, but we were really mad because, like, we waited so long for that and nothing. Oh, it was terrible. Then our waiting paid off. So you had the real teaser trailer. Oh, and it was so good. It was so good. It was so worth the wait. The kid who plays young Tom Riddle Jr., is so freaking scary. Yeah, he's he's pretty messed up. Uh, oh. He he came um he's Ralph Fine's nephew. Uh which is the guy who plays Voldemort by the way if you don't know. Yeah. And um man, he he nails it. He's so creepy and so cute at the same time too. Creep so cute. <laughs> creepy cute, charismatic. It it hits everything. It's so weird. And then the next thing we did talk about earlier was, like, how there was parts of the trailer we didn't quite get. Like, there's one where Harry's running through weed, and we were trying to figure out which part of the book that might be. Um, and didn't we come to the conclusion that it was probably in Tom Riddle's dreams, and they're going to the House of Gaunt? Yeah, it's probably sometime in Tom Riddle's memories, uh, where they're going to the House of Gaunt. Because we saw a shadowy figure in the background that was covered in hair. A uh, very hairy, dark-looking person, sinister. So we thought that he was might have been Morphin Gaunt, maybe. Oh, no. And these are all of our theories. These aren't like actual things that yeah, WBs we have no come out clue. with. Nothing. And then the other thing we were uh, wondering about was there's this one scene where this uh, lady who we thought was Jenny Weasley at first because she has the exact same face as Bonnie, right? Um, was standing in her pajamas in the middle of like a pond with like reeds and stuff around it. So we we're wondering who she was. And I think it's Marape. I think Maripay is ugly. <laughs> Your face is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hope. You're welcome. I love you. I love you too at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> no, Maripay is supposed to be ugly. I really hope it isn't Marope. I I don't know. I'm very torn. I like, have Hermione a feeling... was supposed to be dorky looking in the first movie and they didn't make her I have that, a so. feeling that they're going to make her pretty. I really hope they don't, though. Marope is supposed to be really ugly and she had to you know, cast spells and use potions to get Tom Riddle Sr. to even like her. And if the other person, if, the, if it isn't Maripay, we think the girl standing in PJs in the pond might be one of the students that Tom Riddle tortured or something. Yeah, in the cave. 
But it might be Jenny though, because she looks like so much like Jenny. The only thing I knew it wasn't Jenny was she has dark hair, and her hair even looks wet. And yeah. When your hair is wet, it looks darker. But in the later movies, her hair starts getting darker and darker, so it could have been something along those lines. Yeah, in the fifth movie, her hair was pretty dark. Yeah, so... Maybe it's just the costume designers getting lazy. Yeah, it could be. And then, do we have any other points? Oh, um... Voldemort's... Voguing. Voguing. Um, so in the fifth movie, um, when Harry Potter is in the ministry and he's fighting, there's a huge fight and, um, Voldemort's trying to take over his mind and get into his brain and, um, Harry Potter's fighting back with the power of love. (laughs) And it's not really working anyways, but, um, so he, um... I guess, for some reason, they wanted to get some menacing shots of Voldemort doing some menacing things. So they took Ralph Fiennes, and they put put him in costume and makeup and everything, and then they put him in front of a green screen. They turned on 80s music, and they said, Vogue! And and so, for, I guess, a little while, he did these shots of him just going, Ha! 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 Surprised, like he, like he's at a rave of some form, a really poorly lit rave. Poorly lit rave. It's terrible. And so instead of putting them in the fifth movie and looking back on it and saying, "Oh, haha, that's so funny," let's never use those again because it's terrible. They decide to put them in the trailer for the sixth movie. Yeah, but the fifth movie was terrible anyway. Don't get me started on that because I'm too tired to rant about the fifth movie. Let's not rant on the fifth movie because it's late. <laughs> Nice. So I promise you, after the next song, you're going to hear a much more energetic us. So anyway, uh, anything else? Um, oh, how Ga- uh, Gandalf, I mean Dumbledore, looks <laughs> like Gandalf from Fellowship of the Rings during the whole thing where he's burning the fairy, and he literally actually, like, I, I just swear to God, I was waiting for him to w- scream, you shall not pass. <laughs> so. oh, it looked exactly like it. Yeah, the screenshots from the trailer were indistinguishable from the Lord of the Rings. It's terrible. I mean, they, they, and they even look <laughs> the same. Oh my god, it was painful to look at. <sighs> hey, hey, it's the sixth movie! Dumbledore dies in the sixth book! That means we get to see Michael Gambon get killed! Yeah! yeah! <laughs> Go Team Venture! Yeah! <laughs> we just high-fived, you can't see it. <laughs> Sorry, we don't like Michael Gambon as Dumbledore. No, we don't. And that'll be a rant a bad for another time. That'll be a rant for another time. Richard Harris, God rest your soul. Oh, excuse me. Closing thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Closing thoughts? It was wonderful, but we waited too damn long for that thing. Yeah. It, it was. I mean, there was like an unwritten rule somewhere that a, that a teaser trailer should come out at least like six months to a year in advance. And Dark, uh, not the Dark Knight. What are we talking? About? Harry Potter came out. <laughs> is coming out in November, and it's August. So August, September, October. It's coming out in four months. You're breaking rules, there, buddy. Exactly. But it, it at the same point, Mogulcast in episode one fifty four made some really good points as well, saying that they don't want it to be like Order of the Phoenix, where there are at least so much like sneak freak clips and stuff that you watched half the movie. That's true, but I mean. They don't need to show so much stuff. They could have just released this 
earlier. Oh, that would have kept the fan, like, going. Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't even know what song we have coming up next. We have a song about to come up, I promise. I think it's Freak Unleashed. I think it is Freak Unleashed. Yes, it is. Because after this is Doctor Who, which I'm, after that's Uncle Monster Face. Yeah. Yeah, no, after this is texting. Yeah, after, and then after texting okay. is, um... Japanese songs. Is, is Maximum the Hormone. Okay, yeah. Okay. We know what's going on. Okay, yeah. Like we said, we had to edit this part <laughs> back in because we lost our original talk about uh, the trailer. So I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry we sound dragged. I promise you we're just tired. And so, um, enjoy. We're gonna go to bed. Now that it's 4.45, so peace. And I promise you we'll be much more hyperactive in the next set after Corn's Freakin' Unleashed with Amy Lee singing background music because it's acoustic. Woo! Alright, well, we'll see you later. Alright, hope out. Woo. Billy out. <laughs> Seacrest out! Oh! <laughs> see you later. <laughs> a part of me Something lost and never seen Every time I start to believe Something's raped and taken from me From me Life's gotta always be missing with me You wanna see the light Can't they chill and let me be free So can't I take away all this pain? You wanna see the light? I tried to ignite all in vain, in vain. Sometimes I cannot take this place. Sometimes it's my life I can taste. Sometimes I cannot feel my face. You'll never see me far from Sometimes it's my life I can taste Sometimes I cannot feel my face You'll never see me
again. Hello, 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 hello. So, um... Anyway. <laughs> that was a good song. Yes. I really, I really like that song a lot. I, I like how it breaks into, like, the tribal beat in the middle. That was a good music video from when we were young, too. God, I love that music video. Like, the bullets, like, moving slow motion through everything. You watch everything slowly break. Oh, yeah, and the room with all the holes in it. Oh, wonderful. But anyways, um... So this segment we are dedicated to talking to, um, talking about... Oh yeah, about there's a solar eclipse this morning in China! Yeah, and we can't see it here. Because we're not in China. We're not in China. Sorry, I just remember that. Just so that you know, um, we're not in China. No. No. I kind of wish we would, because I want to go watch the Olympics. I know! Anyway, yeah, so now we're going to text, talk about texting, text messaging. And how it's dangerous. It it is. Right now I'm trying to find the actual story that I had up yesterday. So, um, we read this article on Yahoo. It was on Yahoo, right? Yes. Okay. We, I got it off Yahoo. Um, about, um, the dangers of text messaging and how, um, there's been a lot, a surprising amount of injuries, um, to people while they've been text messaging. They've just been so distracted while text messaging that they have, um, run into stuff and stuff has run into them and, um... <laughs> oh! <laughs> And That's terrible. <laughs> but it's true. It is so true. That's why it's terrible. And it's their fault. <sighs> okay, so what happens is that apparently people pay attention so much to stuff that they just run into other things. Like, they were saying how, like, this one guy ran into a stop sign, ironically. <laughs> and um, just because when you're texting, you just pay attention so much while you're writing, you just don't see other things. You have to put so much attention into text messaging. It's not like talking on the phone where you can really multitask. You can't multitask when you're text messaging, no matter how much you think you can. You really can't. And don't knows. say that you can't, because you can't. I know you can't. I the can't. End. I know I can't. I can't. But, I mean, I know um, some of the mild things they were saying, like, this girl fell off her horse while text messaging, and she damaged, like, her back and her head. And then this other girl burned her belly, her arms, and, like, other parts of her body because she was texting while cooking noodles. This is distracting. Hey, Google, you don't have anything Like, text today. messaging is I know. distracting. But, like, the worst-case scenarios are saying that people have died because they were text messaging and they accidentally walked off into the street and, were, and this one person was hit by a car and he died. And the, the most famous example of this was Valerie Jarrett. If you don't know who that is, she's Barack Obama's aide. And uh, she fell off a curb because she wasn't paying attention and she just totally missed the curb and she twisted her ankle. No major injuries or anything, but... I mean, it still happened. Yeah. And it doesn't look good when you're when the person you work for is a presidential candidate. Right. All gobstoppers. <laughs> Hope you're in your gobstoppers. You eat them more. I know I do. Gobstoppers are, are crack. Anyway. Yeah. I don't like orange. But, um, anyway, texting. Texting. So, we thought we would lay down, like, places, like, a list of places where you just should not tech. Or, tech? Text. Text. <laughs> well, you, you should tech everywhere. Yes, teching's fun in theater. Which no, is no, place. it's not, actually. Teching is the worst. I love teching! But you're an actor and I'm a techie, so that's yeah. why. <laughs> uh, by the way, we're theater majors, and when Tiffany and Megan join us, they're also theater majors, and Tyler's, like, a theater, well, thinking about being a theater minor. We don't know if she will yet or not, but, yeah. So, place number one where you should not text. The car. Of course. You should not text while driving. 
It's just not a smart idea. It's really not. If I see you texting while you're driving, I'll honk at you. The person honking at you while you're texting in your car, that's me. Don't honk back. I'll get angry. <laughs> she will. I will. Trust me, Billy's a scary driver. And she's even more scary when she's following Tiffany. Yeah, that's what makes me really scary. <laughs> we love you, Tiffany. We love you, Tiffany. I love you, Tiffany. My favorite. But I don't love you as much, so much because I'm jealous you're going to term this, you, oh, you, you red-headed, sassy wench. Anyways... So you should not text in the car because you cannot devote enough attention to texting. I mean, just talking on the cell phone in the car, like when you're on the interstate and stuff like that, is dangerous enough. I mean, I've had close like calls just by switching out CDs. Yeah. Let alone texting. Switching out CDs, eating and stuff like that, changing radio stations too is distracting enough. A furry. Anyway. <laughs> Don't add in, you know, texting to the mix. But, um... So, I mean, things to get around it, I mean, you can do what I do. If I absolutely positively have to text, I wait until I'm at a red light. Or what you do is you make a person ride in the car with you, and then you enslave them to text for you. And you tell them what to text. I've done that a lot for Billy. Yeah. And I've done it for Hope sometimes, too. Like, today. But, I mean, if, if you absolutely have to text, wait till you're at a stop. Um, I actually had a friend who would pull over, like, on the side of the road if she absolutely had to text. If not, then she would either call the person or just not do it at all. Yeah, there's really no harm in calling people, you know? I mean, I'll That's what we used to do back in the day. <laughs> back in the days of beepers. <laughs> back in the days of beepers. Oh, no. <laughs> pagers. I was like, I love watching old friends episodes and, like, they have pagers. I think my dad me. still has a pager. <laughs> I don't know what he does with it. I don't know if he can still find, like, rechargeable batteries for it or anything. There's probably some, like, person that collects pagers. I know there's a guy, and he has, like, the largest uh, Barbie doll collection in the world. It's I mean, a guy? Yeah, and, like, he's collected, like, every Barbie ever since they Creepy. came out. Like, all the special edition ones, and all, like, the Ken doll specials and stuff. <laughs> but, so, yeah, that's that's place number one. If, if you have to do anything in the car, call, don't text. Right. So, number two, class. Oh. That's just rude. Don't text Have you people. seen that YouTube video where um, someone's phone rings in class and, like, the professor, like, t takes it up from them and slams it on the ground? No! It's a YouTube video. It came out, like, a, a couple of years ago, I think, actually. It scared me to death, but, like, he seriously slammed it on the ground and you could hear it crack. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> it's really rude. Um... I mean, the texting in class, not slamming your phone on the floor. Yeah, well, I mean that's are. well, that's rude. But I mean, but that's not what we're talking about. Ah, ah. Whether you like to think about it or not, teachers are actual people. Um, mm -hmm. They put effort into these lesson plans. It's their job and everything. They do. They would like respect every once in a while, you know. Um, showing it to them would be, you know, rather nice. Mm-hmm. And also, it's distracting to everyone else. Um, not to mention the fact that if your cell phone goes off and if you're texting during a test, it's an automatic zero and you could be kicked out of college. Oh, well, it depends on the teacher and the college. Yeah. But it is at our college. Yeah, it's, well, it's written in the books. It depends on if the teacher enforces it. So. But, I mean, that is a good point that teachers are actual people, because they are. But, I mean, just, you're not there to talk to your friends. You're there... 
you're at school to learn, whether you like it or not. Someone is paying for you to be at school, whether it's your parents or, or just taxes if you're still in high school, not like us. I mean, you're there for a reason. And you can tell me and Billy have high GPAs if we're saying that you should be in school just to be in school. Yeah. <laughs> we're smart, whether or not we sound like it, I promise you. <laughs> But yeah, don't don't text in class. It's just rude. Like really, you can wait till like your hour long class is over with to do that. So place number two. What do you think? Um, the theater. Yes. Oh my god. Oh. Yes. Don't text in a flipping theater. For goodness sake, you can wait two and a half, three hours to get out of the theater and to text your buddies. I don't care if your your teacher's making you be there. Don't do it for us, the theater people. Because we work our butts off, people. Seriously. We work so hard to put on a show for you, the audience. And you text people. And not only is the light from your phone distracting, when it, even if it's on silent, the vibrations are still distracting. Because if you're, like, if your phone's sitting next to your keys and, like, your purse or something, and, like, it makes a loud noise and... Just in general, just turn off your phone. Like I, exactly. I, we understand if like your grandmother's in the hospital with a terminal illness and you're waiting for a phone call from your parents. That's okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's totally cool. We understand that. But in general, because a lot of times theaters use wireless microphones and cell phones mess up the signal, and um, I, I myself am a stage manager slash slash assistant stage manager. And the stage manager sits in the booth, and the stage manager is backstage, and we talk through headsets, and that's how we communicate during a show. But we can hear all the interference of you getting or receiving or sending out text messages or phone calls, and it really messes us up. Yeah. So please, be considerate for us, because, like, do you want to know how hard we work? This is my last semester schedule. I would wake up at 8 or 9 in the morning, depending on which day or classes I had. I would go to class till about noon. Then from noon to one, I would eat dinner, and I would eat lunch, and then I'd be in the scene shop working from one to five, and then I would have 30 minutes to eat dinner, and then I would be in rehearsal from, because you have to get to rehearsal early, it's a rural theater, if you're on time, you're late and get fired. Um, but then from six to 10, sometimes 10.30, depending on tech week, we would be in rehearsal, and then we had to go home and do homework till like two or three in the morning, depending on how much homework we have, and then wake up and do the whole thing again. Five hours, like five days a week. So seriously, we put in a hell of a lot of hours. So don't text during shows. It's rude to us. It's rude to your fellow audience member, and you can put down your flippin' little phone for a few hours. It's not gonna kill you. It's not glued to your hand. If it's glued to your hand, then that's your problem. At least turn it off while it's still glued to your hand. And I'm gonna step off my soapbox now. Yeah, that was kind of long. I'm sorry. That's I'm, okay. I'm, I'm very passionate about that. I really am. I just. Me too. I'm. We're both very passionate <laughs> about the theater. We we love it. It's yeah. I mean, it's our life, and it consumes our life. Yeah, we we were doing a show um, last semester where um, I don't really have to go into detail about, it, but basically we broke the fourth wall entirely, and um, we walked out into the audience and grabbed people a lot of times. So um, we were totally given um, liberties to if people were on their cell phones texting or anything like that, we were um, totally allowed to pull them on stage and humiliate them. So we aren't beyond that. We'll do it. Oh, we'll pull you on Don't stage. tempt us. We will. The next place. Yeah, what, what did you think? Um, movie theaters? 
same, movie theaters. Same thing as theaters, theaters. So yeah, I mean there aren't any wireless mics, but if you're at a movie premiere like The Dark Knight, people will kill you. Midnight showings. Yeah, midnight do showings premieres. They'll kill you. I mean, once again, it's just like have consideration for your fellow audience members. Really, you can put down your cell phone for a few hours. Like we understand, Grandma Hospital dying, but yeah. Anywhere else, just like I mean, safety-wise, um, don't do it when you're working with heavy machinery. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we can see say that we work around power tools every day. Yeah, things that can kill you or cut off limbs. Cut off limbs. Like or our, that can crush you. Like our brand new pretty table saw. <laughs> I can't wait to use that table saw. Oh, I can't wait to learn how to use it. <laughs> Sorry, we, we work in a scene shop and we build sets and that's our jobs anyway. Aww. We're hosses. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, don't I use say stuff. in a pretty girly voice. You, you do. <laughs> I'm like the, the man girl of the scene shop and Billy's like the pretty girl of the scene shop. <laughs> You're the eye candy of the scene shop. Hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> you and Shelly Hubbard, I'm just like, I don't care. Let me cut stuff. Not myself. Ow. <laughs> Ow. Anyway. But, um, and also, are we moving on? Power tools. It's a oven, texting, don't mix. Or exactly. saws. Um, I, I, um, I just, like, just use common sense in general. Yeah, be aware of your surroundings. Don't walk out into traffic while texting. You can look away from texting when you're walking across a busy street. Yeah, like, even if you're walking down the sidewalk, like, every couple words you can look up and look around. Yeah. I mean, if if you're walking alone by yourself at night, you need to be paying attention to your surroundings. Yeah, anyway. don't don't text at all when you're walking around alone at night. Look look around at all times. Be totally aware of Do your the, surroundings. Do like the key brass knuckles things. You stick your keys through your fist. So if like someone tries to attack you, you like punch them in the face with keys. Yeah, go for the eyes. Yeah, and and like um oh the knees like the knees. Off on the safety tangent, but anyways, um. You really just need to be careful and be aware of your surroundings. Just, um, I think, for my closing thoughts on texting and the dangers of it, I think that texting is like anything else that has to do with cell phones and um, and stuff that you can do in cars and get away with it. And you know, things that are popular. It's it's distracting and it's it's something that everyone does and everyone does it a lot. And, um, it's such a normal thing now. It's just such a normal thing, and it can be distracting, and people don't realize just how distracting it can be. You know, we just need to be careful with it. And, you know, it can, it's the same thing with, you know, talking on the cell phone or playing with your radio when you're in the car and, you yeah. know, doing other things like that. Anything that can be slightly distracting can be dangerous. It's not texting itself that's dangerous. You know, go out and have fun with texting. Do it. Go. But... You know. Yeah, I, I second the distracting thing, because I know I went to, to see Idina and Menzel in concert, and my, my mom text messaged me, and I was writing her back, and the guy behind me told me to stop, because I didn't realize how bright my phone was, and so, I mean, I mean, that's my closing thoughts, like, everything is good in moderation, just, like, not only know your surroundings safety-wise, but know your surrounding people-wise, just be considerate to other people, don't be, like, normal, standard Americans where you know you don't care about anyone, anyone else in the world in America in America so in America. I don't know I just 
just be nice to people, love each other. So yeah. Okay. Um, what's this next band, Billy? This next band, um, <laughs> it's the best band in the world. I can't believe we're about to play this. <laughs> we are, because it, it's amazing. I need another gobstopper. This is a Japanese band. They're called um, Maximum the Hormone, <laughs> which is an amazing name in and of itself. And um, they're the best Japanese punk rock death metal band that exists in the world. And, best um, ADD. We don't know what genre of rock we are. It it has no genre. It's genreless. And um, this song um, is called um, Rock and Roll Chainsaw. And um, we'll be back to you after the quack. Yeah, listen for the quack at the end. There's a quack at the end. Listen for it. Listen. <laughs>
Okay, that was our impression of Maximum the Hormone. We won't do the rest of our impression of Maximum the Hormone. Because that would be strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, I like that band. That's Hope so doesn't. I like that well, band, I, though. I, I they're say, so silly. I didn't say I didn't like them. That's the only <laughs> song of theirs I heard. And they're ADD rock stars. <laughs> like, uh, one minute they're like punk, and the next minute they're like, ah, I'm metal. The sad thing is, when they they go into like the metal part of the thing, that I can't understand them about as much as I can't understand normal metal bands. Yeah. But anyways, yes. so now we're going to be talking about um, Doctor Who. Oh. Which I've only like really been introduced to today, but um, I've been meaning to get into Doctor Who for a while. Um, Hope's been into it for about a year yeah, now. Yeah, hopefully a year. And um, she talks about it all the time, makes up knock-knock jokes. <laughs> Billy. Yeah? Knock, knock. Who's there? Doctor. Doctor who? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I made up that joke, so you have to say that I made it up. Okay. Copyright hope. (laughs) Copyright me. Doctor hope. (laughs) Doctor hope. Aw. But anyways, so, um... At first, when I started hearing about Doctor Who, I was like, this is incredibly... This is far too dorky for me. Boo. (laughs) There's no such thing as too dorky. It's so outrageous. It's so outrageous. But the more and more I've heard about it, the more and more I've wanted to get into it. A major thing is I got our friend Tiffany into it. She got Tiffany into it, which is a big step, because Tiffany is very sarcastic and blunt. So if you can get someone that sarcastic (laughs) into Doctor Who... What does that matter? It does, because she is snarky. And if you can get a snarky person into something that dorky, then the end. I don't think that matters. Yes, it does. Because I said so. The viewers, the viewers, how can they view us? The listeners will agree. I don't I don't think just because she's snarky doesn't mean that she won't like Doctor Who. <laughs> I'm snarky. Doctor oh, Who Lord is a no-go. But anyway, so I've decided again Doctor Who now. And, um, but I am terribly, um, uneducated in Doctor Who. I watched a few episodes today, but there's still a lot of stuff that just does not make sense. So, this is gonna be my crash course, and Hope is gonna teach me about Doctor Who! Yay! Yay! So, um... We're gonna probably sound like we have dumb questions, because we, like we said Because they are dumb questions, because I don't really know what's going on. They're not really dumb questions. Like we said earlier in the show that this is our second attempt and we're talking about the same things that we talked about last night. So Billy's going to be asking probably the same questions that we asked about last night. And I'm going to try to sound surprised. She was, I I will promise you, she was literally actually surprised last night when we did it. But anyways, so, um, I guess we can go ahead and get started. Okay. So, um... Well, well, Okay, sorry, that's the Doctor Who theme song. My you can do the whole thing if you want to. Okay. You can't see me closing my eyes really tight and shaking my head like I'm having seizures, so. Yeah, it looks like a seizure. It looks like it looks like a dry heave set to music. <laughs> <laughs> I quote Seinfeld. Oh, okay. I'm glad that you quoted something because I thought you just 
You you made me sad. I thought you made that up. <laughs> anyway. Like was gonna be angry and kill me a little. <laughs> I went on Wikipedia to try to learn some stuff about Doctor Who. And we're looking at it. Oh yeah, the two websites we're using are Wikipedia and then the website Doctor Who for newbies, which is the podcast. So yeah. Anyway. Okay. Continue. So um, all I know about the Doctor is that he travels through time mm-hmm. and he writes wrong <laughs> and triumphs over evil <laughs> and triumphs over evil right. and there are these machines that he fights and they're like little uh, they shoot lasers and, and make cupcakes and <laughs> they make cupcakes no that's a joke with me and Tiffany because uh, Doctor's arch nemesis are the Daleks and they shoot laser death beams out of one little hand, and the other one looks like a whisk. <laughs> so, okay. So me and Tiffany always say that the dialects kill you with this hand and make cupcakes with the other. Yay! <laughs> and they do! They look like whisks! Exterminate! Must turn off oven! Cupcakes burning! Oven shut off! Obey! Obey! <laughs> I am supreme over you, oven! And cream cheese frosting. Are you done? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm very it's cool. Sorry. It's cool. Go for it. Anyway, so, anything else that um, you know? I know that he travels in a box, and it's bigger on the inside, which is what she said. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I, I want to make this as clean as possible, but I really want to tell you something that Ian said to me one time. Go for it. Okay, I'm I'm sorry, little mothers. Cover your children's ears for like the next like minute and a half. So I have a boyfriend named Ian, and and we're at the point in our relationship that we do adult things with each other, <laughs> and like birds and the beads stuff. And um, <laughs> one time we were about to partake in these adult things, quote unquote. <laughs> eh, eh. Um, Air quote sound. Eh, eh. Uh, <laughs> And he looks at me and he says, Honey, my sonic screwdriver is about to go into your TARDIS and it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we enforce the new rule of no dorkiness in bed. The end. <laughs> Unless we set it up to be a dorky night. Oh. So yeah, don't get me started on gay werewolves. Anyway. Okay, enough of that. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, viewers. Okay, mothers, you can uncup your children's ears now. Ear cupping. Um, so anyways, <laughs> so tell me first off. I'm so embarrassed. The doctor. <laughs> the sad thing is I'm trying to get onto a Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Frazier, okay. Brian, if you're listening to this, please still consider me for your Doctor <laughs> Who podcast. Please. I love you. Anyway. So, the doctor's an alien, right? Yes. He, he is alien. He is a Time Lord from the pa- uh, planet Gallifrey. Okay. And the Time Lords, they're, well, they're just, I wouldn't want to say they're supreme beings, but they... <laughs> I thought the Daleks were the supreme being. We are supreme. Anyway, <laughs> especially in Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> YouTube the Daleks versus, versus Buzz Lightyear. And it's Watch this it. little toy Dalek versus a toy Buzz Lightyear. It's hilarious. Anyway. I haven't I don't I haven't watched enough the Doctor Who to really know much about the Time Lords in general. Um they are mortal though. Because I mean okay, Billy, you know there's ten doctors, right? Ten. Yeah. 
They're all the same person. What? Billy <laughs> 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 no, says in surprise, surprise-ness. Wait, wait, but there's different actors playing them. Okay, yes. Um, and the reason is that um, the, the Time Lords, when they die, the way that they re- remain re- immortal is that they regenerate into a new body. So they didn't just do that so they could... So that it could be a ploy, so that they could change up a new actor every once in a while when one started going downhill. Maybe. Maybe. But it works for the show. But it works! <laughs> so, I mean, it, it it does work for the show, and it's a very good thing. All the Doctor Who people are probably really angry at me. <laughs> no, they're probably really angry at me. Cause it, <laughs> oh. like, they can look at me and be like, stupid new, but then they're like, you've been in the fandom for a year, you should know all this by now. Well, I'm anyway. the one that's insulting their canon by saying that they did it because of TV reasons. I think so too, but it only, it's actually, <laughs> it's a good idea though. Yeah, it is. There's a reason Doctor Who's been around since 1963. Exactly. I mean, seriously, it's a great idea. It's because that way you don't have to worry about your character dying off anytime soon. Yeah. But yeah, um, especially because so, the first guy looks pretty dang old. Yeah. But the Eighth Doctor is pretty smoking hot. That's it. We're, we're looking He's at He's not bad. Yeah, he looks kind of foppish. I'd still like David Tennant, though. Oh my god, David Tennant. Oh. Are we going to have a fangirl? <laughs> <laughs> Two hearts. I'm beating out of Samba. I love David Tennant. Oh my god. I just like him as Barty Crouch Jr. He made evil hot. <laughs> he made Barty Crouch Jr. really hot. Oh my god, David Tennant. I want to I wanna pet his head. I think I might cry. I love David Tennant so, so, so much. Okay, okay so back to back to everything. So yeah, the, the Doctor is the same person. And he doesn't... The Ninth Doctor indicated that he doesn't always turn into a human. Um, there's obviously might have been times that he might have turned into other aliens. So I don't remember the exact quote. But the Ninth Doctor said something like, Oh, this is what I look like this time. Um, I never know what I'm going to turn into. Sometimes I might have two heads. Sometimes I might not even have oh. a body at all. So is there, like, any, well, you, I don't know if you'll know this, but, so does anyone know what an actual Time Lord looks like when he's in his actual, like, body of the first time? I'm not sure if there's an original body of the Time Lord, and I, I hate to say that, but I'm not sure if they've ever established that, because there's, there's another Time Lord running around called the Master, Mm -hmm. and whenever we see him, he's human. That's a great question. I've never even thought about that. It's like the when they're on Gallifrey that the Time Lords have like, like an when original they're, form. When they're born or something. Well, I don't know. Because that'd be weird walking around like. Do they just like take on the body of whatever ant is on Gallifrey whenever they're? Born? I I want to say yes, only because in the early, early, earliest episodes, like with the first Doctor, he had a granddaughter. So it signifies that he must have had a child at some point, and that they must have had a child. But I haven't seen any of the first Doctor, so that it might have been, like, I don't know much about her. I just know that she was his very first companion. I'm I'm glancing over the Time Lord article right now. Apparently, a black Time Lord popped up in the 2007 episode Sound of Drums. I, I really don't know if they have it. That's a very good question, Billy. Doctor Who fans, think about that. Anyway, moving on. Moving I'm on. sorry about that little tangent. But, um, so, he's not alone. I don't think I've ever, like, well, is he ever alone? Are there ever just, like, episodes of him alone? Or does he always pick up someone? <laughs> well, 
<laughs> as interesting as it would be just David Tennant running around by himself. <laughs> um, he usually is working with somebody, but I, I, I'm only looking at the perspective of the ninth and tenth Doctor because those are the only two Doctors I have seen. I'm looking at the episodes I've seen. I'm trying to think if he's ever just been there by himself. Okay, wait, no, I want the serials. Sorry, not the episodes. Serials. Sure. He always is working with somebody. So, I mean, like, well, like, he always has companions and stuff like that yeah. by his side. I mean, a majority of the time. Like, sometimes, like, he might not have, like, the companion of the season there, but he'll right. go off and he'll, like, he'll meet somebody and that person will help him. Right. Even though they're not, like, an official companion companion. And there's a lot of episodes where the Doctor barely makes an appearance. Wow. Like in Blink, um, the whole thing is done from the perspective of Sally Sparrow, which Sally Sparrow should totally be Season 5's companion. Yes, Sally Sparrow's an awesome person, she should totally be Season 5 companion. Anyway. Um, sorry. <laughs> but, like, um, there's a, there's a couple episodes where the Doctor's not always there because he's filming other episodes, so he only has to be there for, like, a short bit. So it's done by the perspective of other people. And I'm, I'm looking. I can't actually think of one off the top of my head where the doctor doesn't have, like, doesn't have someone helping him and he's just by himself solving a problem. From what I can tell from mm. the episodes I've seen. But like I said, I'm very skewed. Well, it's not skewed. Not the right word. I have a very small perspective because I've only seen the ninth and tenth doctor. Right. Yes. Tell me Tell me about the um, the villains. I mean, I know... There's a lot. There's a lot more villains than just like the Daleks and stuff like that because I I saw in the couple of episodes that I saw today. There's other random villains that just show up and then they disappear. Yeah, and Billy... they only show up in that one episode, I guess, and then they disappear for the rest of time. Not always. Like the Billy watched her first episode of Doctor Who today. Hey, it was cute. It was a uh, third season. The first couple of episodes of third season of. Doctor Who, Tenth Doctor. Yeah, Tenth Doctor. We got to the Shakespeare Code. Yeah, which is an awesome episode. Through Shakespeare Code. Oh, yeah. oh my God, that's my one of my favorite episodes. Expelliarmus! Expelliarmus! Thanks, J.K. <laughs> oh, it, it touched the Doctor Who fan in me. <laughs> but yeah, for me, of course, there's the Daleks who are evil. They were made by Darvos, who was this crazy thing, and Darvos made them. Like, I guess. Darvis is like one of the big bad evil villains because he created the Daleks, but he made them too perfect. He made them to think that they were superior being beings even over him. So yeah. they kind of like he's he's died like twelve million billion times. And How does he come, come back, back to life? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like somehow he, he dies. dies a lot. <laughs> he does. Like sometimes somehow he dies and he always comes back. I really don't get it. Hmm. So I I. I I don't understand how he does it. Is it something to do with time? No, it's not like it's different points of his life. It's not that. He just dies, and he pops up later, and he's like, Ha ha, doctor, you thought you would kill me. So is is this guy a human, or what is he? Here, I'll show you a nice picture of Darvos. He's he's a looker. See? Oh, he's beautiful. He's a a looker. (laughs) For viewers who don't... He has a little Dalek... Because he can't walk. Like, sometimes, like, in the first... <laughs> first a em- Dalek skirt. <laughs> <laughs> the, okay, so now, like, the round parts of the Daleks, the little, like, dots on them, those are now called their skirts. Skirts on wheels. Now, he, he's injured, and he can't use his left arm either. He can only move his right arm. So he actually 
made that, and he functioned the Daleks' <laughs> armor to look like that, too. Because Daleks are actually tiny, like, soft little blobs of gross <laughs> inside the Dalek <laughs> armor. Like, they're actually oh, creatures. Oh, so they're not just machines. No, no, there is actually I thought a, they were just, like, little robots. There's a living blob of gross inside that machine. Nice. And it's their protective case, and they're not the easiest things to kill. Like, um, I know I you can't shoot them with guns or blind them with paintballs anymore. So, um, <laughs> let me let me say this, and someone's gonna get angry at me, but to me, the Daleks looks like a pussy. Because... You haven't seen the Daleks, though. I know, but he he looks like he's this little metal trash can that just wheels himself around, and he can't move around on rocks because he, he can only move on... He can fly. Fla- oh, he flies. Well, they're not really he's their it's, but... Well, I don't know. I've never seen a female dialect. I've never seen a, like, a little pink one show Maybe they're like, asexual. <laughs> Maybe they're asexual. Probably. Probably. I don't think they have much time for sex when they're on their I little metal compartment. I don't think they have sexual organs, because Darvis just kind of made them and they spawned. Though I would like to see a little pink one come up going, Exterminate! Exterminate! Obey! Obey, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yeah, there's Darvos. There's the Daleks. Um... So you can't kill them with a regular gun? Well, I, I know, I've seen Captain Jack Hartness shoot one with a gun, and it didn't work. And I know Donna Noble's uh, grandfather tried to blind it with a paintball, and it didn't work. Because it just kind of burned away. Though it did work in another episode, in an early episode, the one where Jack died the first time ever. Because Jack Hartness is immortal. It's, it's the episode he becomes immortal. And so, you really just have to shoot him with lasers. Because <laughs> that makes them explode. So if you have a laser gun, you're set. Yeah, but not everyone has a laser gun. Especially the doctor. He's he's not militant at all. He should carry a laser gun. No, he has a sonic screwdriver. It's even better. He should carry a laser gun. The doctor's not, like... No, that's, that's one of the main things about the doctor, is he does not kill. Like, there's been times where, like, he had to, but he doesn't commit genocide, and he's never actually fired a weapon. Like, he doesn't, like, whip out, like, an AK-47 and blow the head off Darvos or anything. British agenda gun bans. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was to say, Jack has a gun. I was like, oh, wait, he's American. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jack Hartness, I love you, but you're so American. Oh, the secret messages of the British. <laughs> I think we should move off that topic. So, evil other bad guys. Um... <laughs> I saw the, what are they, the Rachnos? The Rachnos? Oh. That little, that spider lady? Yeah, the Rachnos. He didn't um, seem to have a problem killing those. Well, he gave, that's the thing, it, that's why it varies with each doctor. Each doctor has very different personalities. Oh, yeah, and gave him a choice. Yeah, he, he gave her a choice. Like, the early doctors are very passive. Mm-hmm. But something new with the ninth and tenth doctors, uh, like, they don't want to kill, but they will give you, like, a last warning, and whatever saves the world saves the world, even if it means getting rid of them. Mm-hmm. And which, uh, and what, that's one thing that really, really bothers me, is that there's, like, is when do- the Tenth Doctor chews out Harriet Jones for blow for making Torchwood blow up that one race of creatures. I can't remember their names. They're, like, the, the, the Sarax or Saranax or something. The, the, they, they attacked her in the Christmas Invasion. And he got onto her for committing genocide. But then all the Ragnos died, too. And he committed genocide as well. So, I don't know. That made me mad. Anyway, moving on. It, it really depends on the doctor's personality. Like, he gave him a choice. Yeah. But either way, he had to save the Earth. Regardless. Yeah. This is true. So, it, it really depends on the personalities of the doctors. 
Um, other evil bad guys, there's the Cybermen, which I'm gonna apologize now, viewers. I really don't know much about the Cybermen. I just... Were they... they oh, those were just... I'm being strange. It's getting late. For us right now, it's 3.40 in the morning. Yeah. So it's just getting late for us. What do the Cybermen look like? Are they... They're... Oh, let me see if I can pull up a picture. They, they look like robot Cyber men. men. <laughs> Cybermen? Cybermen. <laughs> really? There you go. But, um, the Cybermen look like big cyber people. Toshi, why are you beeping? Toshi's Billy's computer, which we're actually recording this on. Is, is that it? Is the battery? Oh, yeah. Um, but like we said, Cybermen. Um. Okay. I, I, I have to apologize to yours. I don't really know much about the Cybermen. I've only they look like pussies, too. No, they're not. Stop saying that. Oh, Doctor Who's... The, I'm gonna make you watch Blink. Man, the freaking Weeping Angels will kill you and F you up. I'm sorry. They will. But, um... I... I really don't know much about them, other than they're a lot like the, um, Daleks, and they think they're supreme beings. And they once came from a humanoid-like origin, and they started to implant more and more artificial parts into their bodies. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, and they eventually <laughs> just be came over. I'm actually looking really forward to this upcoming Christmas invasion for the 2008 Christmas invasion because it's the return of the Cybermen. I've never seen them. Nice. So, but I know they're another one of the evil bad guys. Though I guess you could say, like, the biggest nemesis of the Doctor is the Master. And he's a renegade Time Lord. So, the big thing is, is that after the Doctor, there's apparently a time war between the, when the Eighth Doctor was there and the Ninth Doctor. And that now the Doctor is the very last of his kind. But, but the Master's still running around, so it's not true. In the face of Bo prophesied that he wasn't the last one. So, you don't have to know who the face of Bo is. It's okay. It's okay, Billy. She's looking Billy at Billy gives big smile and nods. <laughs> I have to show you the face of Bo. He looks freaking wicked. During our next song break, I'll bring up a bit, picture of the face of Bo. Ooh. <laughs> he's, he's that big, giant face. Okay, so I've heard a lot about this thing called Torchwood. What the hell is Torchwood? Oh, um, well, right past the Master is oh, um, Master just really, really evil. Um, he's a renegade Time Lord. He tries to run for Prime Minister of England. <laughs> I don't know if he succeeds, because that's the second half of season three, and I'm halfway through that season, and I kind of skip through season four and watch here and there, because I love Donna Noble. Donna Noble, I miss you. Anyway, and Harriet Jones, I miss you too, even though you pissed me off by blowing up stuff and minute genocide. So yeah, he's the other evil bad guy. And there's like a bunch of other ones like the Weeping Angels and all sorts of stuff. The Weeping Angels are freaking awesome. So Torchwood. I have, I have to admit I don't know exactly what Torchwood is. I've only seen the first episode of Torchwood. And the first time I ever saw Torchwood is when they blew up that alien race that Harriet Jones told them to. So then I was like, oh! Torchwood is evil. They're all militant and, and crap and blah blah blah. And so, and it turns out that they weren't because then Captain Jack started leading them. And you know what? Captain Jack is cool, and he wouldn't be a part of something like that. Darn it! So it's just like this big military organization. Well, according to YouTube, um, Torchwood. Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, Torchwood is just above the military. They're just basically, you know, saving the world from aliens invasions. And there's different parts of Torchwood. They're like the men in black. Yes! 
Yeah! Oh, there's a mint freaking in black. <laughs> Only hotter because they have John Barman playing yeah, Captain Jack Harkness. And in Britain. Yeah. In Britain. In America. <laughs> Can't use that phrase without talking about America. In America. We're, we're quoting. In Britain. We're, we're quoting Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged Series. There was a, there's a later one where he gets, um, when Ben and Keith gets brainwashed, and he's like, in Canada! <laughs> anyway, that's a totally different other series. So, I'm very torn about what Torchwood is, because apparently there's different ones. Like, they have no idea where Torchwood, I think, 4 is. Yeah, Torchwood 4, location unknown. Thank you, Wikipedia. But I know Cap Captain Jack Hartness is the leader of, Cap of Torchwood 3. And he's pretty. And he's so Oh my god. John Vermin. <sighs> anyway. And he has a boyfriend. Oh, I didn't know he was Ken, which made me really sad. Because I wanted to go to England and, like, kidnap him. And love him forever. Yeah. And he ha they have a dog named uh, Captain Jack. And it's a Jack Russell Terrier. Anyway. Oh. Moving on. Um, so, they're just like... They that's a really good example. They're like the men in black of Doctor Who. So... Yeah, though I, I guess some branches of Torchwood are more militant than others, because Torchwood 3, where Captain Jack is, they're pretty just kind of wild and just helping where they can, while Torchwood 1 blew up and committed the Psychorax! That's what it is! Thank you! The beam which destroyed the Psychorax ship was fired from several locations around London, suggesting a number of properties owned by Torchwood 1 in this area. BAM! Freaking A! Yes! Torchwood 1. So, does the Doctor, like, does he have, like, a love-hate relationship with Torchwood? Like, does he work with them sometimes and not always? And is he like, Torchwood, I hate you, but will you help me at this point in time or something? Is it something like that? Or is it, like, he I, I doesn't don't think like he them and doesn't work with them? I with them all the time. <laughs> um, though, he does understand their point of view. Because they are trying to protect Earth. And it was founded by Queen Victoria, by the way. Really? Interesting. Yes. Um, and so I think... Lady in Black. It depends, because I know um, during the fourth season finale, the fourth, uh, this most recent one, that Torchwood had to work together with the Doctor to stop the dialects from invading. So I think it just depends on which branch you're working with. Like, he, I don't think he fully un like likes a lot of their methods, because they, they are a lot more militant than he is. Right. But he himself, I don't think he dislikes the people. Because, I mean, Jack was his companion for the last half of the ninth season. Right. <laughs> and Billy's laying down. I'm not laying down. I'm propping. Props. Anyway. Props. So, any other questions? Um, let me see. TARDIS is his ship. It's not a box. <laughs> it is a box. It's a police, a 1950s police phone box, and it's a TARDIS. It's still a box. No, box. It's bigger on the it is bigger on the inside. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, oh, and it's 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 driven properly by six people. You listened to me last night. Yay! I'm so happy. <laughs> oh. Yes, well, the Doctor's is. Apparently that the Master's has a much nicer TARDIS, apparently. Oh. His TARDIS is better than the Doctor's. Oh. oh. But the TARDIS stands is for... Is his even bigger on the inside? No, I haven't. I've actually never watched <laughs> anything with the Master. Like I said, I'm halfway through season three, and then I jumped to season four because I love Donna Noble. So, and I and I hate Martha Jones. I'm sorry. I I just want to kick her in the face. The Doctor doesn't love me, but he kissed me. 
but he doesn't love me because I'm not Rose. <laughs> it was a genetic transfer. <laughs> God, Martha Jones, just get over yourself. Ugh, I hate Martha. I hate her with passion. But, um, TARDIS stands for Time and Relative Dimensions in Space. Ah. And the phone box is so it can blend in anywhere, even in, like, alien planets. It blends in, apparently. Even though it's from the 1950s. London. And, and putting it in the... In present London doesn't look strange at all. I just, like, love when they go to, like, weird planets, and there's, like, all these, like, weird architects and cars flying around. You have a 1950s, po like, police box sitting in the middle of the road, and everyone's like... What are police boxes for in the first place? Oh, well, back in time. Back during the... <laughs> back in time? A long time ago. <laughs> back in the day. A long time ago when there was the 50s. I, that, <laughs> I mean, they're, like, phone booths, only police boxes, so you could, like, go and, like, call for the police. Oh. And oh, I thought the police a, used them for something. I, I don't know. know. But here, Wikipedia, activate. <laughs> Wikipedia, activate. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Okay, this is your lesson. A police box was, in 20th century Britain, a special type of, of telephone. <laughs> it's so Philly late. Tone. Telephone kiosk or call box for use by members of the police or members of the public to contact the police. Like our emergency polls that we have all oh, over campus, okay. only theirs probably work unlike ours. Yeah. <laughs> our poor Because theirs is a box, ours is a poll. Which breaks a lot. Hey, hey, if you look at police box on Wikipedia, it actually has a link about Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't a TARDIS look like that little red one? That one's cute. Because then it would be red. I know. Anyways, sorry. Um, so last thoughts on uh, Doctor Who, since this has been a nice thirty-one minute discussion and and in counting. I still think it's incredibly geeky. Oh, it's so good. I still think that um, a lot of it is pretty outrageous. It's gonna turn into your guilty pleasure, right? It is. It's going to totally turn into my guilty pleasure. I think that some of the acting of the people that are not main characters is outrageous. But it's wonderful. I love it. It has good special effects. John Barrowman was uh, voted for um, in Broadcast Magazine as hottest commodity. Commodity? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Really, Britain? Yeah, but it's gonna turn into your um, your guilty pleasure. It is. See? After today. My guilty pleasure is Pokemon. And I'll openly admit that. But, um, my final thoughts on Doctor Who is I love it. I'm looking forward to learning more about it. I'm looking forward to seeing stuff earlier than the ninth and 10th Doctor. Um, especially the 4th Doctor, because I really like the 4th Doctor and all his awesome scarves. And I and I wanted to go to Dragon Con as him, but I wanted to actually knit my scarves and my own scarves, because I knit, and I just don't have time for that. Because <laughs> the scarves are, like, flipping six feet long. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Alright, after that long ass discussion, we are, you're about to hear some Uncle Monster Face, um, and this is song is called Robot Quest. Alright, we'll see you soon. See you, and I think next are our closing thoughts. Yep, that's our right. closing thoughts. Closing thoughts, alright, let's go. Alright, bye. <laughs>
my computer wanted to sing to you. But, oh, oh man, I love Uncle Monster Face. I love the guitarist. He's so good. Oh, yeah. And that was such a fun concert. Oh, you don't always see sock puppets in concerts. No. And or people that dress up like sock puppets yeah. in concert. And the great thing is, like, after they were <laughs> done with our set, or their set, for the last two bands that were playing after them, they would come out still dressed up as, like, monsters and sock puppets and dance in the audience with us. I know! Ah. I have great pictures of me, like, dancing with the with Uncle Monster Face. It was great. Oh, man, I love Uncle Monster Face. And they have a whole Nintendo album. They have a song that's called I'm Sorry But Your Princess Is In Another Castle. Oh, man. They're so good. Oh. So, closing thoughts. Our closing thoughts this on this like podcast. Our third freaking time doing this podcast. And we lost our Harry Potter segment. So now we're going to go back and redo the Harry Potter segment. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh. See, normally we'd be happy, but it's like 4 a.m. And this is like our third attempt at this. And we're just like ready to, to, to go on to the real thing. Yeah, exactly. But, um, anyways. talk about the same things over and over <laughs> again. Exactly. Oh. So, anyways. Um, but I think this has been a success, even though we've had to do it twice. Been yeah, worth it. I, I think it is, too. And, like, we worked out the kinks and stuff. And we're gonna be happy with the real thing. And maybe after we start our real podcast, we can put out this episode and be like, yeah, this was us. Woo! Yeah, yeah, we did it! Yeah! <laughs> we did it! So, yes, I, I have to say, this has been really fun. Yeah, and I hope you guys liked it. And I'm sorry, we're probably starting to sound kind of tired, because now it's 4.02 a.m. I have to wake up in six hours, because I have to go run a show in theater. Because oh. they just told me today it was a matinee show tomorrow. Woohoo! ASM! Woohoo! Woo! Anyway, so your closing thoughts, Billy? My closing thoughts is, um... We need to do this more often. Yes. Except do it right the first time. Yes, and when we do that, we will have Tiffany with us, and she's really the podcast queen of knowing everything. Yeah, and next time we'll be doing it on um, Dragon Con. Yes, oh, I can't wait for Dragon Con. Dragon Con falls on my birthday every year, so I'm super duper freaking excited to like get up and go back, because it's, it's like my one con I really, really look forward to every year. I won't be going, huh. but um, I'll be the perspective of the jealous person that doesn't get to go. Yes. It's all my fault, too, because I just don't have the money, but it's cool. Well, DragonCon's flipping expensive. I always buy my tickets for DragonCon for the next year while I'm there, because it's $45 for four days, but if you actually go buy a day pass at DragonCon, it's like $45 for a day. Oh. So it's always good to buy it. Even if you don't end up going all four days, it's still a much better deal. Yeah. And they don't have three-day passes, which I don't get. Hmm. Anyway, um, my closing thoughts. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> yeah. Let's I, wrap this thing up. Yeah, so <laughs> we're going to close with very, very positive thoughts. Um, we're looking forward to actually doing the real thing with our friends. I'm looking forward to going back to school. And we're going to close with the song, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, from the musical Spamalot, which Woo-hoo. is a, which is a Broadway version of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. If you've never seen it, it's funny as hell. Go, yeah. like, either go see it in the theater. Don't text while you're in the theater. Oh. And enjoy it. Have a great night, guys. This is Hope. And this is Billy. And we're going to go to bed. Ah. Stop hurting my teddy bear. Oh, he was, he was shedding. Oh, his buzz is going to come out of his head. Oh. I'm sorry. Okay. I, 
I have this teddy bear that I've had like all my life and my sister gave it to me, so I'm he's our helper. Okay. Well that good was night, awkward. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> good night. Or good morning. Good morning. Wherever you are. Forever. Bye. Bye. This is a total bloody disaster. All my knights have fled and we're lost in a dark and very expensive forest. Well, it could be worse. Well, how could it possibly be worse? Oh, cheer up, sire. You know what they say. What do they say, Patsy? Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's grizzle, don't grumble, give a whistle. And this'll help things turn out for the best. And always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the right side of life. You give it a try. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. And always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the right side of life. For life is quite absurd, and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your sin, give the audience a grin. Enjoy it, it's your last chance anyhow. Always look on the bright side of death. Just before you draw your terminal breath. Life's a piece of shit. When you look at it, life's a laugh and death's a joke, it's true. You'll see it's all a show, keep on laughing as you go. Just remember that the last laugh is on you. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the right side of life. Excuse me. 
Is that a shrubbery? Oh, yes. I'm throwing it out. The cat won't leave it alone. Well, what a stroke of luck. I'll take it off your hands. Hey, the lady Patsy. Always look on the bright side.